And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Welcome to the NBA Daily Ding on the Athletic NBA Show. Ding, ding. How about we can just watch basketball? I like that idea. Welcome to the Daily Ding here on the Athletic NBA Show. I'm Jared Weiss. He is Mo DeKille of Danielle Lehman producing this episode. We got two games we want to get into. And the first one is the Pelicans going to Dallas without Zion, without Brandon Ingram. And that means nothing because they won 113-111 because Trey Murphy literally did not miss. I mean, he was unbelievable. I mean, not even that. Just the Pelicans offense in the first quarter was super impressive. You know, they put up 40 points on the Mavs off the bat it wasn't just trey murphy it was jose alvarado it was cj mccollum they were getting whatever they wanted jared in the first quarter alone they shot 73.9 percent and that's because they missed a couple shots at the end at one point it was like 85 percent like it felt like they were never gonna miss all night yeah i love jose alvarado coming off the top as a dynamic scorer in the paint I, I didn't even know he had it in him, but there was all these tries he was making to the rack where he's like scoring through contact through the trees, but everybody had it going for New Orleans. They shot 57.9% from the field. Yeah, I mean, and and the funny thing is, CJ's the one that probably shot the worst. Went 6-20 to 20 for the game. Like, he, just, he didn't really have a great shooting night. Did a great job distributing 11 assists and kind of just diamond it up and keeping the flow of the game going. But honestly, the man of the, guy, the match is, is Trey Murphy, the way you said it. I mean, he... He's still making shots. He's eight for eight in the game, but if he's shooting right now, they're going in. Like he was just on fire. It's I think New Orleans, they really needed him to take a step forward this year if they were going to seriously compete. It really looks like that's happening. It's always interesting seeing these guys if they get to the league. They're supposed to be knockdown shooters. And it just they just can't get to their usual actions that rookie year. They're kind of just standing there. They're not fully confident. And you're you're just looking for that year two. See if they break through. And it really seems like Troy Murphy or Trey Murphy uh, is uh, finally breaking through. Yeah, Troy Murphy, very different player. <laughs> Troy Murphy, different. Notre, through, Notre like, Dame legend, Troy, Troy Murphy. Um, no, but it's it's not just that. You you really kind of got the vibe from the whole team. Like this was a big win for New Orleans. No Brandon Ingram out with concussion protocol. No Zion Williamson with the hip contusion. This is a big win. You know, Dallas comes into their place. Luca's going nuts, scoring like crazy. This was a this is I can't stress it enough. Like when you're looking at it for the Pelicans, you got to be really fired up with this one. Like you go in there with just CJ and the other guys, and the other guys all stepped up. It was impressive. They're two and one, the winning record. Uh, Dallas, they're one and one, three and one, three and one. Oh, three Don't one. cheat oh, them. Sorry, Don't this cheat box, them, Jared. This, this box score didn't add the win. In. I'm using NBA's official feed. So okay, so then Dallas is a losing record. Then obviously, uh, and Luca did a Luca thing. He went 16 for 30. And also two for 13 from three-point line. Very typical Luka, it feels like. Uh, But Dinwiddie was the guy that was really interesting. He went eight for 15 from the field. He shot the ball well from deep and was just really thundering through the paint, making good plays. 
I mean, that's the guy they need to step up with the loss of Jalen Brunson going to New York. I mean, first, I just want to talk about Luca's first half. It was absurd. It was insane. 22.6 assists and six rebounds. Like, he was single-handedly keeping the Mavs in this game. Like, it was extremely impressive. And then when you have Dinwiddie, like, this is what they need from Dinwiddie. Dinwiddie has to bring this for them in order to make up for the loss of Jalen Brunson. It's a long way to go. It's a promising sign that you saw this. But, I mean, to me, he's got to be consistent with it. Yeah. Um, Luca even had an assist from laying down on his back. That's... Typical Luca had a he, like can, a he pass from anywhere. He can pass from anywhere. All angles true. doesn't matter. He, he could be taping this pod right now and still dime up Christian Wood in the corner. Speaking of Christian Wood, eight for ten from the field. He had twenty three points in twenty nine minutes. Continues to make a run at six man of the year or a starting position, depending on whether you are Christian Wood. Yeah, well, I don't think he'll he'll get the starting position, but making the run at six man of the year is certainly something. I mean, it's in October. Everybody's making a run for it at this point. But I think just. Ultimately, he brings another little presence off the bench, a guy that can roll to the rim or step out and shoot, kind of gives Luca a little more options. Another, Just another guy that, hey, you can give the ball to, and he'll might he he'll be able to score some a little off the dribble, just kind of make some things happen there. So it's an important piece there for them. But at the end of the day, it's the Mavs defense, Jared. Like, that really let them down. You know, again, we talked about it. The Norman Pelicans shot nearly 60%, and that was without Zion. Like that's that's a big big problem, and then the other side of it too is when Luca goes to the bench, the offense completely sputters. Yeah, I mean the uh, I was talking about Reggie Bullock before the uh, the taping here. He obviously didn't have a good game on either end, but there were just so many times that the Pelicans were just beating the Mavericks defenders at the point of attack, and the Mavericks don't have much of a defensive presence, which is not what you expect from a team that has always been a good physical defensive team. Yeah, I mean it's just. Uh, one JaVale McGee has to be a little bit better. I know he got it, you know, one or two blocks in this game, but still like just 12 minutes, he needs to play a little bit more. I know they were going a little more spread with Maxi Kleba or Christian Wood, but you know, just defensively, they got to lock in. They got to lock in here. Jose Alvarado can't just be at the rim at will all night long, the way he was like, that's just, you're, you're giving that up. You're not going to win the game. We, we got to talk about the end though, Jared, they had a legitimate, I mean, we're, we're, we are kind of burying the lead here. The Mavs did have a legitimate shot to to tie the game and force overtime. I mean, did you think that ball was going in? I feel like that's like Luca's signature, a step back 30 footer off the glass, even like that looked like it could have been going in for a while there because I mean, he shoots the ball so damn high. It's like you're just waiting to see where it's going to come down. Yeah, I mean, you know, that would have been a game winner right there in that instance. Good job, I think, from the Pelicans defensively trying to force him out. But then when Luca gets to that step back, you're just kind of at his mercy and it hits the front rim. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7, U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com courtside to learn more. We're going to head out to the Bay, and uh, this did not go well for the Warriors. The Suns 
kill them 134 to 105. And it was shocking because the first half was incredible. The end of the first half, unbelievable, absolute, you know, shootout with Steph Curry, Devin Booker going there. And then Book and Clay got into it, and Clay got ejected, and Book went on to have 34 points. It was just phenomenal. I mean, I don't think I've ever seen Clay that heated. Like, we've seen Clay get mad or get pumped up or things like that. Like, he literally makes a beeline straight towards Booker, bumps him after he shoots a free throw, and then starts having some words with the referee as well to get tossed. And on his way out, has a few words for the, the uh, Suns bench on his way. Like, it was, it was pretty wild to see that from from clay but i also felt like and 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 partly rightfully so but i felt like the warriors lost their composure they were getting hammered for them to only get 17 free throws attempts and the sun's getting 34 to me that's a wild number that's a wild discrepancy there so i understand where the frustration was a lot of guys got teed up thompson with his two draymond got t kerr got tech you know you had eight in for the suns and booker obviously him and him and Clay had a little uh, double tech. Like it's just, it was just kind of a very testy game. But I loved it, Jared. I mean, we wanted to see that friction. But what was so bizarre is you're looking at the Warriors box score, and it's just zero for zero from the free throw line over and over and over again for these starters. Wiggins, Draymond, Looney, Clay, none of them got to the line. Steph five times, but like there was not that presence at the rim for Golden State offensively. Yeah, it just was. It was weird. There were. I I felt like the refs missed some calls. They should have had some more opportunities there at the line for all of those guys. But I think the the more shocking thing was Steph missed two free throws. Jared, is he okay? I mean, Kevin Harlan jinxed him. So Kevin Harlan, if people didn't see it, Kevin Harlan is literally in the middle of the sentence. He hasn't missed a free throw yet this year as the ball rattles out for the first time. That was truly magnificent. And good on Reggie Miller and Candace Parker for immediately calling it out. That was great. Right, and just just to the last hammering of the point of of the free throws, Devin Booker got fourteen. The Warriors got seventeen as a team. Like that's <laughs> that's pretty crazy. Yeah, we could say uh, Devin Booker, Cameron Payne, and Chris Paul all had more free throws. So uh, two little guys in Devin Booker. Um, last thing, just while we're still on the Warriors, uh, Jordan Poole is unbelievable to watch right now. And some of the stuff, some of the stuff he's doing is just so insane. But my favorite play of this game was Draymond making like a whip out pass to Poole with like half a second left on the shot clock, and Poole just like literally firing it up as he's catching it, and it he he hits the shot, and maybe it was like a fraction of a second late, but I still can't believe that that happened. It was incredible. I mean, no, I mean Jordan Poole's a hell of a player. Like I think this is just one of those things. But I think altogether the the, the Warriors young guys, I thought. You know, Wiseman had some big moments. I thought he looked really good in the first half. I thought Moody was was all right, you know, and I feel like there's some interesting stuff there for them. I just think, you know, when you look at it, this is their second unit. Poole, Wiseman, uh, Moody, like those guys have to step up for them, and they have to do it in a bigger way and things like that. It was a good step forward, but this game was over. Once Clay left, the, once Clay was ejected, the Suns go on an 11-0 run. Game was pretty much over. Yeah, and listen, Wiseman, solid center performance off the bench. The real great center performance off the bench, that was Jock Landale. 17 points. He was just flying all over the place, was really bringing it at the rim, was trying to pop, and then he would just dive to the hoop as fast as possible when Chris Paul told him to go there. He was really fun to watch tonight. He was fun. He's an Aussie. Let's go Aussies. You know my <laughs> relations with that with that country, so I'm always going to be happy for him. But I think just in general, I felt like the Suns came into this game wanting it more and i hate saying it in that way but they were more aggressive you had 
Mikhail Bridges attacking the paint. You had a couple of plays from Cam Johnson, who, you know, he didn't necessarily shoot it all that well, but he had a couple of plays, like a kickout pass to CP for three, things like that. I thought they were more into this game in a way that the, the Warriors weren't, and I think that was the big difference tonight. And uh, just Mikhail Bridges, seven for eight. The guy is just pure efficiency. And that's going to do it for us here. This is the Daily Ding on the Athletic NBA Show. Mo DeKeel, Danielle Lehman. I'm Jared Weiss. We will see you next time. Ding, ding. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10. Place your first bet on any game and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.